love it when a leader says, I have no interest in fashion, but I love that story. And I'm like, oh, you do have an interest in fashion because you're not naked. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. Albert Elbaz, may you rest. And congrats to Naomi Campbell on her baby girl. I love women planning their families on their own terms. Let's normalize that. But traditional fashion icons are not on my mind today. I am oddly thinking about prison because you do have to wear something if you're incarcerated. And apparently there's more fashion culture in prison than we all realized. Mostly because we do not care or think regularly about the incarcerated, sadly. But before I get into that viral fashion show from prison, everything comes from somewhere. And the company currently dressing those actually locked down is the Bob Barker Company. No, not the game show, but Bob Barker Company Inc., an American company that sells supplies to prisons, jails, specifically prisoner and officer uniforms, earning $105 million in revenue yearly. Beyond that, there is a thriving and flourishing fashion culture in prison. Prison has changed dramatically over the years due to the wave of young inmates now flooding the system. And with that comes less educated and more rebellious and undisciplined spirits. These 19, 20, and 21 year olds are spending their childhood behind bars. No football rallies, no raves, no job hunting, but they're not letting prison walls keep them from experiencing that childhood. By now we know that fashion is not just the clothes you wear, but how you wear them, and also the accessories that go with them, meaning jewelry, iPods, iPhones, eyewear, anything that creates an identity for the consumer. The Texas Department of Criminal Justice seeks to suppress all of the above and impose penalties for those that seek to venture outside of the protocol lines, like shirts tucked in, haircuts low, no facial hair visible, basically no signs of the former person you used to be. But young inmates have refused to abide by those rules, penalty and all. Though not always able to flaunt their style in the open, in secret, they put on their own covert Mardi Gras. While at times it can come off as shrewd, rude, or overly flamboyant, you truly can't help but to smile at these men's desire to live, smile, and simply retain um, a little piece of what it means to be human. Because what it means to be fully human is to have color, flair, and edge. Freedom of expression, what the inmate lacks in access to colors and sounds and smells, he makes up for with sharp creativity over the plain white, dull, crew cut, and wrinkled uniforms. Long gone are the days when you only see dingy white uniforms trekking their way up and down the hallways. These days, you will find crispy, creased, starched uniforms, just like the hustlers on the corner selling bootleg movies and knockoff clothes. You find the convicted slinging bags of starch, bleach and anything else you can think of for the demanding customer. The sad truth is many have never been to an event like prom, nor will they ever get to go. For most, the weekend visits are the prom, a time to show out and show up and bask in the hugs and kisses of loved ones. 
In the place of fresh Puma tennis, guys meticulously cleaned their prison-bought tennis shoes with toothbrushes and rubbed them down with soap soaked in rags to make them extra white. To find the prison administration at every interval, you find shoelaces, zigzagged, crisscrossing, and hanging out wildly. Without Timberlands, guys shine up their black boots. Some buy liquid wax to coat the boots with shiny gloss. Laces may be dangling or tied in braided loops. Others may have trinkets carved from pen tops or plastics to make it look like free world medallions. Pant legs are rocked with one cuff tucked under the tongue of the boot or a tennis shoe to make the fashion more visible. Some inmates have access to brands like New Balance or Nike, but in the absence of labels like Nike, you will find Fila logos or similar neatly painted on shoes. You might find a Latino crew rocking knee-high socks, black canvas shoes, and a neatly ironed handkerchief in the back pocket. You'll find guys swagged out with two pairs of boxers and a pair of gym shorts over them. Hairstyles refuse to conform to the traditional buzz cut. Don't be surprised to see a range of fades. Um, it's blasphemy to not have a precise lining. A poor lineup can quickly lead to a scuffle. Not having store-bought hair products or accessories is met with homemade do-rags made from socks or trimmed and sewn sheets. With cell phones going anywhere from $800 to $1,000, inmates still look for ways to stunt. Everyone seeks to stand out from the next. How many ways can one change up a pair of white socks, shirt, and shorts from the next person? As many ways as you can mix up the wardrobe in your closet, everything they wear reflects who they are. And it's not just for the attention of other inmates. Relations amongst inmates and female officers are very, very common. No wonder inmates smuggle in cologne to drop in their lotion bottles to dab on with certain female officers are working. In a place that seeks to crush human nature, there is no bigger fight than the fight to retain it. Prison is just a society within a society, and there's no greater proof than the inmate behind a viral prison fashion show who is facing punishment. Rashad Stanley spent 30 days in solitary confinement for the stunt, and now he's looking at nine months more after the video was posted on TikTok. First dropped in March 2020, the video sees the designer and other inmates model a series of looks in front of a sheet painted with the Trenches logo while Post Malone's White Iverson plays. It's not quite Paris Fashion Week, but it certainly demonstrates creativity when it comes to using what you have. More recently, Stanley's mother, who maintains his accounts while he's locked up, shared more clips from the same show on the brand's newly instated TikTok, which were then shared widely across social media. Now Stanley is facing nine months in solitary confinement dis despite having already served 30 days uh, punishment for the show last year. The mom said, my son was moved from Calhoun State Prison and is currently being held in solitary confinement on tier two at Macon State Prison for the prison fashion show video that went viral. The same clo clothing was posted on 3-19-2020, which he had already been disciplined for. According to Stanley's mother, he is being charged with attempt to aid an escape by making clothes for others and altering state property. It is assumed inmates could have walked away unnoticed in these outfits, um, but the odds of that happening were very low. 
According to the Post, the solitary confinement program Stanley has been placed in is for offenders who commit very violent crimes, disruptive, predatory, or riotous actions, or otherwise pose a serious threat to the safety and security of institutional operations. Not only does he not meet the criteria, this is excessive punishment. The Georgia Department of Corrections was created for rehabilitation, so why is he being punished to the highest severity? Because they have no interest in rehabilitation, bottom line. Having opened his own clothing store in Atlanta, Georgia at age 19, Rashad was jailed for multiple counts of unarmed robbery. He began creating clothes under the label The Trenches while inside using prison uniforms, towels, bed sheets, and other scraps of material sewn together using dental floss and paper clips in place of needles. Posts from the prison runway show logo tees, branded shirts and sweats, track tops finished with some pretty impressive gathered cuffs. And according to the label's website, Stanley started making clothes in prison, not just as an outlet for his creativity, but also in the hopes of inspiring others. I want people to know my story because location doesn't determine destination. I want to inspire others to make something out of nothing and reach their full potential without making excuses. I want to be a mentor and public speaker to at-risk kids that follow that, so that they don't follow down the wrong path. Currently selling a selection of hoodies, tees, accessories, and homewares, Stanley also reveals that he wants to start a nonprofit organization for low-income communities in Atlanta and eventually expand nationwide. Let's hope Stanley and many others get a real chance at rehabilitation. And until next time, peace.